are now tuned. You are now tuned into. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Bumpers FM. This is Lou from the BX, and I am going to be giving you my review of the NXT Takeover War Games pay-per-view that just ended. Sorry, I'm a little excited. It's a lot of adrenaline pumping through me right now. I feel like jumping through a table that's on fire. <laughs> that was a fucking fantastic pay-per-view. Um, I'm trying to keep my voice at a medium level because my wife is sleeping because <laughs> the pay-per-view was kind of long but that was a fucking fantastic pay-per-view and it kind of makes me wonder why some of these main roster wwe pay-per-views suck so much ass they usually have one match that's pretty good and the rest of it is garbage they never they never, you know, in my opinion, really do a great job of cauterizing off these feuds that they build up during the, the weekly shows. And to me, you know, like, for instance, Asuka. Asuka debuted. It debuted. I don't even know if that's a word. Asuka made her debut a couple weeks ago um, on the pay-per-view. And they built it up to where she was going to fight Emma, who's no longer with the company, by the way. Um they said she, her, she was going to make her debut at the No Mercy pay-per-view against Emma. Okay. Asuka was undefeated for almost two years in NXT. Nobody beat her. And she had these matches where fantastic matches. I don't, I don't even think she had a bad match ever. So you would think, all right, this is her first match. We're going to have her come out. She's going to do her long entrance. Crowd's going to go nuts. She's going to go into the ring. Emma's going to hit her with a few moves, and then Asuka's going to fucking destroy her for two minutes and pin her or tap her out. That's not what they did. They decided, hey, let's have a, you know, back and forth five to seven minute match, and it completely killed her whole fucking stride. Like, it completely killed it. And I haven't watched Raw. I didn't watch it last week, so I don't really know if they even had her come out or what they're doing with Asuka. I think they're having her fight, like, local wrestlers like they kind of did with Nia Jax for a few weeks they had Nia Jax come out and just destroy like these um local people who you don't you've never seen before and probably will never see again uh but it's good for them to get on TV and stuff like that but you just they're just, just like superstar shit like back in the day superstars where Hulk Hogan would wrestle like Johnny Johnny Florida from you know Miami or whatever some random Johnny come lately, but anyway, I'm getting uh, I'm getting a little uh, off topic here. So, the NXT Takeover Pay Per View War Games, it was great. It was a fantastic pay per view. Um, from the first match to the last match, the first match was uh, Cassius Ono versus Lars Sullivan, super hard hitting match. I'm not gonna sit here and go give you the whole play by play. There's plenty of places online where you can get that, but um, that match was basically like a uh, two rhinos going at it. Cassius Ono is kind of like a... He's an independent wrestler. Um, he's a good wrestler. He just, for some reason, he's a good guy. And he, for some reason, can't seem to get over with the fans. Like, he's over with the fans, but the thing is with NXT, everybody's over. Because the people who go to NXT are like people, you know, like me, who watch the shows and then watch, like, New Japan, Pro Wrestling, and... Uh, they watch Ring of Honor and they go through the pay-per-view. They go through the websites and read all the little 
things that normal people don't read that the, they don't know about. So, like, the people who go to NXT know all these things. So, you know, they see Cassius Ono, they know him from Ring of Honor and, and whatever. So they cheer for him. They cheer for everything. They cheer for Jose, No Way Jose, which who's not a bad wrestler, but his gimmick is horrible. He comes out to a song that fucking just keeps saying No Way Jose, and he just dances. Do you think he's going to ever fucking be WWE champion with that fucking gimmick? It's not going to happen. But the NXT crowd, they always cheer for this dude. And, like, if he's fucking Hulk Hogan. So, um, you know, it's kind of hard to tell when you're watching NXT, like, who's really over and who's not really over. Because they cheer for literally everything. Um, so, Cassius Ono is a very talented wrestler. Um... But I don't think that if he goes to, like, maybe if he goes to SmackDown because there's more wrestlers on par with his, like, skill set in SmackDown. He could feud with, like, Baron Corbin and, uh, you know, gender and stuff like that. But he's just, he's a big dude. He's talented. He's got some cool moves and shit that he can do. He, he can do shit that you wouldn't believe that he should, should do. But for some reason... um. I think if he goes to like SmackDown or Raw, he's gonna they're gonna be like, hey, it's Cassius Ono, and he's just not gonna. He may be there there for like a year or two, and then he'll probably get cut because he he's just not gonna. He's just not gonna get over. There's just no way he's gonna get over. I, I just I I don't know why I say that, and it's terrible to say that about somebody because I know it's their job, but I don't think he'll ever get over. That's just my opinion though. So, they basically used him. Um, you know, you thought he was gonna get the win. But uh, Lars Sullivan actually gets the win. I guess they're building him up as the next big monster, which is cool for me because he's he's pretty. Uh, he looks like a plain dude. He's got red tights, bald head, big guy. Kind of looks like Ball Bull from Punch Out. And uh, but he's a monster. He's fast. He's got he can do like a top rope drop kick. He's fast. He can he can he's agile. It's, it's crazy. His skill set is out of control. Um, so he's going to be the next big thing when he comes up into the main roster for sure. See, somebody like that can get over because he can be a bad guy and just destroy people. So he's tall. He's ripped. He's he's fucking, he's like a bull. Um, and they just had a back and forth uh, punch you in the face match where uh, Ono was going to hit him with his like spinning elbow. And it got reversed. And this guy hit his finishing move. And then uh, it was over. So it was a good quick match. Didn't last too long. Didn't take too much time. Not too many guys sitting there huffing and puffing, trying to catch their breath. Just two uh, two rhinos going at it and punching each other in the face. And uh, it was a great opening. Good match. Got the crowd going. The second match that came up that that was up was Alistair Black versus Velveteen Dream, which was probably the match of the show. It was a fucking fantastic match, and NXT did a really good job of like building up this feud because. Velveteen Dream is kind of like a, he kind of looks like Prince. That's kind of his gimmick. He's a very flamboyant, quote unquote, character. And uh, he's, his thing is that he wants, uh, he's feuding with this Alistair Black guy who doesn't really talk. His gimmick is that like he's super reserved and quiet. He's like a black metal guy. And he keeps saying to Alistair Black, say my name, say my name. He just wants him to say his name and respect him. So they had a freaking incredible fucking back and forth match. They left it all in the ring. It was phenomenal. Uh, definitely super entertaining. And then at the end of the match, uh, the crowd is actually chanting, say his name, say his name. And uh, Alistair Black actually says, uh, enjoy, enjoy, something like enjoy your infamy. 
Velveteen Dream, and he actually said his name. So it was kind of cool, like a uh, little show of respect type thing where they did. But the match itself was fucking amazing. I'm actually looking forward to rewatching that because um, it was very entertaining. And then again, I'm not going to give you guys a play-by-play because that's very fucking boring. And I am not Joey Styles, nor am I uh, Michael Cole to sit here and give you play-by-play of moves and uh, everything that happened in the match. But definitely... Um, <laughs> That was a definite freaking probably the match of the show. And that's not saying that all of the matches were under this one because they were not because every match was fucking amazing. The main event match was fucking fantastic. But uh, we'll get there in a second. Uh, I just wanted to continue to harp on these two. Fantastic back and forth. Agile match. Um, Alistair Black wins he's being built up i have cat hair everywhere dude i don't understand it's like all over my laptop i don't i don't understand my cat loves to lay on my laptop it just it doesn't make any sense um yeah fantastic awesome match great match um four stars at least uh the next match after that was the uh the women's title match there was a the vacant women's nxt title match now oscar who i was talking about before actually retired undefeated because they either couldn't figure out who to beat, who to get uh, Asuka to get beat by, or they no one was ready. So, And that's, a, that's not a diss to Asuka because she's fucking phenomenal. But I think it was more of a fact of like they got to a point where they were like, you know what? Maybe we should just keep her undefeated because <laughs> uh, every, every match seemed to go her way. So. Uh, this was a fatal four-way. Nikki Cross, Carrie Sane, Peyton Royce, Ember Moon. Ember Moon wins. Finally gets the NXT title. Uh, and Asuka actually comes out after the match and hands her the belt. Kind of like a passing a torch type of thing. This was a fucking really cool match. Uh, these women work extremely hard on these uh, these these NXT shows. And, um, you know, it's carried over to the main roster. But it, it, when, you, when these girls go to the main roster, it kind of like they they hold them back a little bit. Um you know, I guess it's because they don't want people getting hurt because uh, there's a lot more there's a lot more shows on main roster shows, I think. So, they, you know, they get a lot more action. But these NXT women, man, when they have a fucking match, they have a match. And this was like a fatal four way crazy action all over the place. People jumping all over each other. And uh, at the end. The last, like, two minutes of this match was, like, just uh, finisher after finisher. I thought Carrie Sane was going to win because she hit a fucking... Her flying elbow that she does. Even if you don't watch wrestling, you got to be impressed by what this girl does. When she climbs up and she jumps up in the fucking air and drops that elbow. is She gets so high up in the air. It's, it's, it's fucking incredible. Um, so she went up and she hit that on two people. And then uh, the end of the match actually... Um, what's her name ember moon hits her finisher which is like a stone cold stunner from the top rope she literally jumps off the top rope does a somersault and grabs uh the opponent's head in the air and does a stunner if that sounds amazing it's fucking amazing when you see it and she did it on two people at the same time so uh she hit that she cut she got the cover and went and it's pretty cool, man. She's she's been working hard for that belt. She's been uh, trying. She's tried to. She wrestled Oscar twice, one on one, I think. Couldn't beat her. She actually got hurt, came back, 
And uh, it was good for her that she she won the title, man. I'm an Ember Moon fan. I knew the first time that I saw her that she was going to be a star. Like, her gimmick, her look, everything about her, her and that finisher is fucking... It's, it's solid. It's sellable. Uh, she's going to have a fucking great career when she gets moved up. But for right now, she is the women's champion, and she will remain in NXT for a while. At least I would think another year before. Maybe six months to another year. Who knows? Because uh, the women's roster right now, I think, is pretty full. So, I don't really think they need to call her up quite yet. But whenever she goes up, she's going to be a star because she's the bomb. The uh, The next match was, if I remember correctly, uh, I think it was the championship match. with Because uh, there was not too many matches on this show. That's another thing. They, uh, they didn't have a lot of matches on the show, but they gave the matches that were actually on a lot, a lot of time to... I think that was another part of why it was so good. Because usually, like, there's too many matches. Especially, like, this pay-per-view that's tomorrow. Like, there's so many fucking matches. Like, how do you give people time to do what they need to do? Like, I, I, I that's another thing I don't understand. And then these pay-per-views end up going for, like, almost five hours. It's like, yo... I love wrestling, but how can you watch, you know, people got to work and shit. <laughs> you staying up till one o'clock in the morning watching fucking wrestling. Um, but the NXT championship match, Drew McIntyre, who was a champion versus Andrada Cien Almas, who is a uh, very coveted signing. When he came to NXT, he was a Mexican champion. This guy's fucking awesome, but he never got a really a big break and now um they kind of they didn't even repackage his gimmick it's the same gimmick which he's just a cocky latino and they teamed him up with um Thea Trinidad who goes by the name of Zelina Vega and this she uh she was in TNA and now she's in WWE that's as her manager and she's the mouthpiece and she's doing a fantastic job of getting this guy over so um they teamed them up together I want to say repackaged, but they didn't really repackage him because he uh, he's basically the same character. Same move, same everything. He's still heelish. And uh, she just got with him and, and kind of put him over the top. Now, the ending to this match was pretty weird because it was very abrupt. And it kind of looked like to me that Drew McIntyre legit got hurt somewhere during the match. Now, I want to rewatch it to see if maybe I can spot where. But, like, you couldn't really tell during, but after the finish, you see Drew McIntyre just holding his bicep or his arm, and he's just holding it. And there wasn't really any reason why he should have been holding his arm, because it's not like um, Cien Almas was working the arm, so he wasn't selling the arm because of, because of Cien Almas. He just grabbed his arm immediately, and he was kind of just like you know closed in arms arms closed into his torso and he was just holding his bicep and it didn't look right um i'm not seeing anything online about he was hurt legit hurt so i don't know if that was the case but he definitely looked like something was wrong now i don't know if that was maybe he got hurt in the middle of the match and they changed the finish which they don't really do that they tend to you know the finish is the finish and even if a guy gets hurt, if he can continue, you know, they'll let him win. 
you know, the way it was originally set up. And then the next night they'll do like, a, oh, he's hurt. He has to be out for X amount of time or whatever. They don't really change the finish during the match. So I don't think that was the case. I think they actually, the finish was the finish. And this guy just ended up getting hurt. But the finish was definitely weird because um, they went back and forth. And McIntyre was on the ropes, like on the bottom of the ropes. And Cien Almas, they were both laid out. And then Cien Almas just gets up, picks this guy up. He hangs him over the top rope and hits him with like his spike DDT, which is his win, which which is his move. But he just kind of hit it and won. There was no like, you know, usually for a, a a a finish of a championship match, there's like a move and then another move and then another move and then a miss, a combo. Uh, he kind of reverses this and then boom, here's the finisher out of nowhere, and then the pin. But this was just like they were laid out. They got up. He just kind of pulled them over, spiked them, and he pinned them. And I was like, oh, this isn't the end. And then it was one, two, three. And I was like, oh, shit. That was it. <laughs> so a little bit of a weird ending. But the match itself was pretty freaking great. Uh, I feel bad if McIntyre is really hurt because he just came back to WWE. So um, it would kind of be shitty if he was hurt. But. It kind of seems like something happened there during the match where he uh, he injured his arm. So uh, I'll know more in the morning, I guess, when news comes out, see what happened. But fantastic match. Really great match. Copy, uh, awesome championship match. So uh, this thing just kept rolling right on into the main event, which was the actual War Games match, which they dropped the cage <laughs> on top of... Uh, it was uh war games was an old wcw pay-per-view that they used to have where it was like two or three rings i think it was now i don't know if that was world war three i think they used to there was one pay-per-view they had that was called world war three and it was three rings um but war games was two rings pushed together with a cage on top of it and if you escape the cage you get disqualified so there's no like escaping so you have to fight in this cage and actually i get a submission or a you know not one two three there's no like i need to get out of the cage or whatever to win it's not like a a regular cage match and this was sanity versus undisputed era versus the authors authors of pain with roderick strong this match i'm not even gonna try to even call this match this match was fucking insane spots everywhere um, everybody was hitting all kind of moves, moves I've never even seen before. Um, I will say that uh, the dudes from um, the, the dudes from Sanity, I don't know all their names, so I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know all their names. But uh, the dudes from Sanity came off fantastic in this match. They look like weirdos. You know, they're like fat, hairy dudes. <laughs> Uh, they're weird looking, but why is my dog barking while I'm trying to record a podcast? Why is she doing this? It's like she knows, and I can't yell at her because the door's closed. Because then it's going to sound like shit on the podcast. And she stopped finally. But if I yell at her, first of all, I look like a bad dad. And then secondly, you know, she's not going to hear me anyway, so why am I yelling? Um, so it was uh, Killian Dane and Alexander Wolf were on uh, one team. They they were hitting, they were kicking people fucking left and right. But the dudes from Sanity came off fantastic. They were 
crushing people. Um, both of them got busted open. They were fucking bleeding all over the place. They had tables. They had candlesticks. They had chairs. They had a chain. Um, and the finish of the match, it had everybody climbing on top of. Okay, there were two sides of the on each corner of the two rings. They had a like a triple power bomb on both sides. And then Adam Cole was the only person left on the top there. He climbed up to the top. They did a, a Roderick Strong went up there to go get him. They did a fucking superplex off the top of the cage into everybody. And then uh, Adam Cole, I believe, they hit a couple finishers. This match was a mess, dude. For me to try to call this, I, I don't, I, I wouldn't be able to. But I believe what happened is that they did the superplex off the top. After the triple powerbomb, everybody was laid out. And then Adam Cole climbed up to the top. I don't know why he was climbing up there because he can't escape. So he was just, I guess, going up there to get away from everything. And then Roderick Strong saw him up there, climbed up after him. They got up there to the top. They're punching each other up there on the top of the cage. The crowd's chanting, please don't die. Uh, they look like they're trying to set up to do something. Fucking Roderick Strong is holding onto the pole on the top of the ring. While his other arm, he's trying to maneuver to do a move. Like, that's fucking nuts. Um, and they did a superplex. Uh, Roderick Strong superplex Adam Cole off of the top of the cage. Into the ring on top of everybody who was standing there on the bottom. So they kind of caught him. They all go fucking tumbling down like dominoes. And then, uh, man, I remember if uh, Eric Young hit his finisher on... I think Bobby Fish and then uh, Roderick, I think, hit his finisher on Eric Young. And then I think Adam hit his finisher on. Dude, I don't even remember. I think he hit. a. Oh, this is a, what you call it. This guy, Eric Young, picked up a freaking candlestick. He tried to swing it at Young. He tried to hit uh, get him with the candlestick. And then. um. Adam Cole hit Eric Young in the head with a candlestick because he grabbed it, took it away from him, and then he hit him with a sliding knee with the chair and pinned him. And then that was the end of the match. So Adam Cole ended up looking like the Superman of the match. And I got to tell you, this pay-per-view was fucking outstanding. Fantastic pay-per-view. Um, it wasn't that long. At least I don't think. Uh, people. Some people are saying in the comments it went long. I don't think so. I think it was perfectly fine because um, every single match was fantastic so nxt is a different animal like nxt doesn't have all the drama of the main roster shows but just fucking if you just love wrestling and watching like actual physical the art the chess game that is wrestling you watch nxt pay-per-views and they give you they come through because they do wild shit i haven't i haven't seen a crowd that crazy for a show in a long time and and I, I I was fucking excited. I'm literally wanting to watch it again because it was so good. I want to watch every single match again. I'm probably going to put it on now, actually, to be honest with you. This is very early. So, um, yeah, that's my review of the TakeOver pay-per-view, man. It was fucking excellent. I don't know if you guys want to check that out. You got the network there. $9.99. You can watch anything you want. They're playing it like crazy, and it'll always be there to watch. So, um. I'd recommend it if you're into wrestling. And if you haven't seen a NXT pay-per-view, that's a good place to start. So, um, Survivor Series is on Sunday night. I most likely will try to do a recap of that show afterwards. But 
it may have to wait until the morning because I might be really tired because God knows how long that thing is going to go. There's about 16,000 fucking matches for that show. So, um, yeah, we'll just have to see what happens with that. But ladies, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me for day 18. I really appreciate you guys. And uh, thank you for listening to my ramblings. I'll see you tomorrow for day 19. Peace and love.